0: Back to She Rates Dogs, the
1: podcast. I'm
0: Michaela, and I'm Matt. This week we have such a fun podcast episode, you guys. Uh, my friend Morgan Ashbur comes on to the show. She hosts her own podcast called Two Hot Takes, which is blowing up on Instagram. Um, she is a certified licensed therapist, but she also does this podcast about Reddit posts, Am I the Asshole forums, and talks about that. She's amazing. We get into that mental health. Um, you know, all the good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Okay, Matt and I are back for another week of incredible podcasting and voiced And here we go. So Matt and I have a lot to catch you up on because we are so popular. We
1: cannot say this enough. Yeah. People want to be our friends.
0: People are like... I mean, a little bit desperate, yeah. to hang out with us. They're
1: literally showing up at our doors and begging us to yeah. be their friends. They're like, could
0: like, I know that I'm just here to like, you know, take out the trash, but like, could we be besties? And like, can I come inside? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, seems dangerous. And
1: it's. Crazy because Michaela's place is like always so clean. So you would yeah. think she would love to have guests inside. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: And my place is so clean, actually. Yes. And I'll literally post a video of it <laughs> to prove that it's very clean and it always has right. been. Mm-hmm. Um, we are honestly doing great except Matt shit himself. And okay. I just want to like get right into it. Matt oh shit himself. Oh, my God. I know I have it at the end of catching up, but let's talk You're about gonna, you. I thought I had
1: more time to prepare. No, no,
0: no. Tell so, us about you shitting on yourself. So,
1: I was cleaning my apartment the other day, three days ago, and I was trying to get things ready. My roommate was coming home. I'm wiping the countertops, and I had had some raw food the night before, and I think that's what did it to me because I went too far. And then, I have, you guys, I have never shit my pants this much No, that's not true because you
0: talk, oh, this much. The okay. Like,
1: Like this one was bad, and I won't get into details. Out right
0: now, (laughs) they're gonna stop. I promise we don't ever mention this again. But it does feel like an important life event for us to tell you guys about because it is, you know, we. It's something huge that
1: happened to me, and I want to be transparent with you guys and show you that even seemingly perfect people have their own struggles. Even
0: seemingly perfect people. Well, no, because I don't shit myself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm so right.
0: that's interesting. It's
1: just, it's hard because so I told someone this and she was like, do you have IBS? And mm-hmm. I was like, I wish I had an excuse for doing this, but it's just... Right. And then Michaela had the nerve to <laughs> ask me if my butthole was loose and I mean, if that's why I shit my pants well, sometimes. Then,
0: yes, because I, if I, oh my God, like that would not accidentally come out of me. Like that just like would not just sneak through.
1: You say, you say that now.
0: I, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I shit my pants, but I also have an 11 inch urethra. And I think that's <laughs> you important. You said for me. nine inch. <laughs> well, I just measured again when I was in the bathroom, and it's 11 inches.
0: Okay, so we, Matt was like, don't guys have like longer urethras than women? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because yours is in your penis, right? Mm-hmm. That's where pee comes out, of course. <laughs> We're very, we have some scientific convos. Um And Matt goes, oh, so mine's like, uh, like nine inches. Yeah, like
1: trying to be funny. I'm obviously, I'm kidding. It's 11 Like 3 inches at max
0: Um. Anyway So Matt is 5'4 With a 3 inch dick <laughs> And we had a sleepover Last yes. night Yes um, I was very excited I had snacks prepared Like it was our friends From Twitter mm-hmm. um, Jasmine Rice Girl And Abby Govindan So much fun We played charades And let me just tell you Like Tell them how good do you guys think we'd be at charades? Like, you do you think we'd be really bad, or do you think we'd be really good? Because both of those, but more extreme. Like, we're terrible at it. But at the same time,
1: we are amazing. Like, we're incredible. Yeah.
0: Like sometimes we're like, how are we this bad? But then mm-hmm. other times it was like, this is the most good anyone's ever been at charades. Like
1: Michaela wouldn't even have to act anything out. I would just look in her eyes and I would know the word.
0: Right. So every time before we were about to do a new round, Matt and I would look at each other and then we go. <sighs> <laughs> so we would like make sure we're on the same vibe length um oh my god after you left um Jasmine was like is Matt like definitely gay because like I would ship you too <laughs> <laughs>
1: ew i could not date you i'm sorry
0: i said the same thing so don't apologize Okay, but i
1: mean it when i say it.
0: i mean it too (laughs) i would not want to date you i love you but i do love you but like being in a relationship with you i'm not even like thinking of like sexual right now like even just please
1: don't ever well yeah
0: no i'm not no but even just like the romantic aspect of dating you sounds Awful. I could not do. It. Like I
1: love you as a person. Yeah. I could not date you. Yeah, I know no. that. And I, I think it's good that we have these boundaries set with each other.
0: Well, that's interesting because I feel like anyone would say that they would date me.
1: Yeah, that's weird. So it's
0: like weird that you're telling me that you would not. Um. Like I don't get me wrong. I don't want to date you, but like, why don't you want to date me?
1: Why are you questioning it? Do you want to date me that bad that you're? No, no,
0: no. I just want to know what you're saying is okay, like my flaw. Fine,
1: I'll date you if that's what you want. I,
0: you literally texted me today and said, can I tweet that we're dating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you literally... <laughs> I did do that. I just like lying online. Yeah,
0: no, no. I love lying online. I lied about having a dead cat this morning.
1: Did you... What? <gasps> you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> what that wasn't a real cat oh my god <laughs> Matt what you thought I never I thought you had an orange cat named Buttons I love you did you really believe me yes oh my god oh my god I
0: tweeted something like I miss my cat Buttons like so fierce and so brave like- oh my god no like this you really believed it yes okay well my first you're an
1: amazing actress (laughs) thank
0: you so much no my first tweet about it this morning let me find it i tweeted um when i was seven i had a cat named button she was a little orange tabby cat and she hated fish i always tried to feed her fish but she didn't like them just goes to show tv isn't always telling you the truth not all cats eat fish i'm not telling the truth either i never had a cat
1: you tweeted that? Yeah,
0: that was my first tweet. I didn't about read it,
1: it. till the end. Okay. I didn't read up until the I'm end. I'm going to say,
0: because this is why I was so confused about you. Yeah, not... I just saw
1: the orange cat named Buttons who didn't like fish.
0: Right, and then you checked out? Yeah,
1: and then I was like, well, that's all I need to know.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, so I did tell the truth. Yeah,
1: normally I read all of your tweets full. I
0: don't believe you anymore. <laughs> Um, okay. Speaking
1: so, of reading, yeah, let's get into some Tinder Bio Tuesdays. Tinder
0: Bio Tuesday. Wow, killed you it. Do you love that impression <laughs> that I just did? Um, I'm gonna start. Okay. I am an asshole, and I absolutely hate stupid conversations, and can't hold a conversation with stupid people. So, with that being said. If you're stupid, and you know you're stupid, please refrain from hitting the like button because we will not click slash mesh, slash connect, slash bond, slash like each other or get along, dot, dot, dot. New paragraph. Um, I'm extremely romantic and chivalrous, although most women these days don't appreciate that type of shit or is just not used to it, dot, dot, dot. I dress like I'm about to have a photo shoot for GQ magazine and then three laughing emojis.
1: He just sounds like a douchebag. And also, can I just say, yeah, I am so I am so on this himbo train. Okay. I want a himbo so bad. Mm-hmm. So everything about this Tinder bio I hated
0: because he's so intellectual. Yeah,
1: he's because, so smart. because he seems so mm-hmm. smart.
0: <laughs> um, also, it, I just I just realized this. His height is at the bottom is five, eight,
1: five, eight. It's yeah. funny how he threw that at the bottom there.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I don't know what app this is. You would know what app, what dating app is this?
1: Um, uh, it looks like Tinder on an Android.
0: Oh my God. Yep. Matt knows I can so recognize. much about apps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I didn't know that they had you put your height in that app, but cool.
1: Yeah. I don't think most people do, but whatever. Negative eight out of 10.
0: Yeah. Negative seven out of 10.
1: So I have Sam. Okay. Let me come eat you out (laughs) tomorrow slash Wednesday for as long as you'd like. I don't need anything in return unless you want to give back. And I do need to emphasize that the eat you out part was in caps lock. Is
0: this from my alt account? No. I literally posted this on my private account. No, I
1: didn't see that. I got this from the DMs.
0: On Cheerios Dogs? The pod. That is so fun. I literally posted it on my alt account this morning. I haven't
1: been on the alt today. Does
0: that one show his face? Yeah. It's so fucking funny. That's why I posted on my alt because the face makes it funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do have a Patreon, and you can access my private Twitter to see what this man looks like. So
1: that. we really are vibing.
0: That's incredible. Oh my god, we love this man. Oh
1: my god, no.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's just so giving, and it His, really. His like, face me. is very
1: creepy for the fact that he's saying, "I'm gonna eat. I want to eat you out."
0: Yeah, and it also just like really comes off as a threat.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's not only gonna eat me out, he's gonna not stop and eat all of me. He looks like yeah. he could eat a person so true you could unhinge
0: his jaw and then swallow (laughs) Swallow me whole whole. um i'm gonna give him a negative three out of ten
1: negative nine out of ten okay okay
0: do you just like not want to agree with me
1: no that's not it
0: interesting um i have zach totally convinced tinder is full of catfishes con artists or girls just wanting some attention i downloaded this app because i recently got out of a serious three-year relationship that i thought was going to go somewhere but anyways here (laughs) i am no point in putting my hobbies in my bio because the girls i've texted here seem to not be interested anyways lol probably won't take you serious if we match but you never know what might happen i will not give out my credit card or social security so don't ask
1: uh next next (laughs) (laughs) if you're not giving me the social security number and credit card no first of all
0: yeah it's like who doesn't do that when you met this common decency and politeness so
1: um with these types of guys they need to not be on like they're obviously still obsessed with their ex
0: yeah they need to unpack some stuff
1: yeah and then they're like no girls want me here and it's probably because these are the type of guys that like talk about their exes all the time they're like my ex was a total like bitch mm-hmm. or something like that. And of course, nobody wants to go on dates with you or talk to you. I know.
0: It seems like he's trying to like do creative writing in his dating app <laughs> profile and like tell us about his life. and it's yeah. Like no one cares. It is not about going this. Well. this is a bit too personal. Mm-hmm. He like is literally trauma dumping on <laughs> his Tinder bio. Be a Tinder bio. Like that man will make you his therapist because he's already doing it before 100%. you've even spoken to him. Ladies,
1: stay away from him. Um, I'm going to give him a negative four out of ten.
0: You know what? I'm going to give him a negative 4 out of 10.
1: Oh, my God. Look at us.
0: And then, yeah, thank you for joining us on Tinder Bio Tuesday, everybody. Anyway, Matt is gone now. He's going to Arizona. So we have our guest. And um, Matt, would you like to say anything before you're gone forever?
1: I just hope you guys... Have, what? Yeah, this
0: is... <laughs> this is how you, you. tell this me. Is your last episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's fired. been nice knowing you guys. I'll okay. miss you.
0: Yeah. Um, he's also not on Twitter anymore, so don't try to find him there. <laughs> Matt's gone.
1: I uh, don't exist anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but honestly, have fun in Arizona. I know you, you love it there. It's 100 degrees, so I'm sure it'll be super fun. I will melt, yes. Send me pics. I will. Okay.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Hey, you guys! I am with my friend Dr. Morgan Ashbur. We are very excited. She doesn't really <laughs> like to be called doctor. I don't. It's but scary. You do. You are a therapist. You're a licensed therapist, and you host the podcast Two Hot Takes. Yes. Popping off. Huge on TikTok. It's having its moment right it's now. It's very cool. And it's kind of based on um, like Reddit posts, right? Yes. Which is very cool because it's similar to She Rates Dogs in the sense that like you're using submissions of people that are especially heinous usually. And then giving your takes, giving your commentary and talking about society. But then on the other end of it, you're like a mental health professional. Uh, yeah, I'm like,
2: I feel like Superman some days where I it's know, like too. I have my day job wearing right. my, my normal glasses and then I go home, take them off and just go on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just talk shit. Your Superman era is Reddit and your Clark Kent. Oh, my God, I almost forgot his name <laughs> is when you're therapizing. Exactly. Um, I think it's very interesting because we have talked about like mental health before, but more from the perspective of like, oh, I've been to therapy and like, you know, I've experienced therapy a therapist. But for like so many different people who listen to the podcast, like everyone has different illnesses, there are so many different kinds of therapy. So like even if I've gotten a lot out of my therapy sessions, that's because that's what would have worked for me and mm-hmm. the therapist knew that, and that's very different than like what would work for everyone. I think like one of the biggest questions that people have is like how does someone even know where to start with therapy? Like, because there are different kinds. Like, there are. There's so many. H- and if you're thinking like, ooh, what's good for someone who's like doing normal upkeep or like just trying to figure out what's wrong with them or if they're very specifically, I have bad anxiety. Like, are there any tips for finding the right kind of therapy for you? Yes.
2: So healthcare, even me working in healthcare, it mm. is the most difficult thing in the world to mm. navigate. It's impossible. Yeah. So, you know, for the average person, I can't even imagine how s- much of a struggle it is. So, the first thing I would recommend is, you know, write down your symptoms. What are you really dealing with? And kind of sort those out. Mm-hmm. Google can be a dangerous place sometimes, but try to stick broad mm-hmm. and then go from there. If your needs are more, you know, you feel like you need to talk to someone and would benefit from talk therapy, more behavioral interventions, mm-hmm. so maybe just mild anxiety yeah then a psychologist would be a good place to start Mm -hmm. if you feel you know you might need a little more you might be battling with bipolar uh, more severe anxiety it turns into agoraphobia you're scared to leave the house a lot of
0: people with their agoraphobia these days (laughs) developed it over quarantine
2: it is I myself some days I'm like okay I know I don't but actually it's kind
0: of a little bit. It's a little,
2: the pandemic has, I think, left us all with some PTSD.
0: And I also think it like intensified, I don't know, maybe the introvert symptoms that a lot of us have. Yes. And we were like, oh, wait, maybe it actually wasn't normal for us to be exposed to all of those people all the time and in those crazy crowds. Like, maybe that just never to begin with was that wasn't a normal. good thing. And then we realized that yeah. a little bit. Like, looking back on EDM concerts and stuff like Oh,
2: my God, that. the mosh pits? <laughs> yeah. And um, like, how did I ever put myself in that situation? Or even, like, sharing a bottle of... Of, like a drink or alcohol and you're mm-hmm. like wait that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> How did I ever go to a table? I can't
0: do spit. I can't do, like that's my that's my fear. What's the word when you mm, phobia? Yeah, that's my phobia, <laughs> it's spit. I can't handle it when someone like when I have a water and someone asks if they can have some, I'm like, "Okay, but I hate it. So, let much. me let me just
2: pour it in a cup for you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm the same way. People start gagging when mm-hmm. I work with them in the hospital and I'm like, "Okay, just I have to like turn my head and just take deep breaths because I -hmm. I start gagging. Um, So if you need more of the talk therapy psychologist, if you feel you need more medical management um, for more, you know, severe disorders Mm -hmm. and you need medication, then you'd want to pursue a
0: psychiatrist because they're actually medically trained and can write prescriptions. Yeah. I think I went to a psychiatrist first in high school to get like my original diagnoses Mm -hmm. when they were like, Oh, you have ADHD and depression. And they like tried to medicate me with ADHD medications, but those just aren't great for me. Yeah. Um, they just don't do much. And then Vyvanse kind of did, but it also just made me feel like I was doing drugs. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like on speed a little (laughs) bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I'm so glad it works for some people, but, um, And then I started going, obviously, to just, like, a therapist. And I think that's what I benefit more from. But, yeah, definitely some people need the medication.
2: I feel that. I have ADHD, too. So I'm like, I miss my Adderall. I haven't been on it in years. And I'm like, now that I'm starting to, like, really work again, I'm like, wait. I need it. Can I say
0: I sold Adderall in (laughs) college? You're a pill pusher? (laughs) I, okay, I, so... <laughs> they di- they gave me so much because I was going off to college, so they gave me three months' worth and my oh, gosh, script yeah. was like sixty milligrams a day because nothing was working on me. And I and I was like, this isn't working for me, and everyone wants Adderall and I am poor. So I'm going Oh my god. I know I was on a very high medication of Adderall. Like, sixty we- milligrams is a lot. I know, we should have just tried something else. I was wow. Yeah, stimulants just for some reason, I don't know. But um was like, when did you kind of want to get into therapy?
2: So I'm an occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. So that's the like the third therapist you could pursue. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you need a little bit more help in your day to day activities, Mm -hmm. it's kind of confusing because you hear occupational therapy and you're like, bitch, I don't need a job. (laughs) You're like, no, (laughs) but occupations are your day to day activities, Mm -hmm. everything you find meaningful, you want to do or you have to do. So that's where we come in. And we kind of pick up where the other therapists can't Mm -hmm. and we really try to like get you back to doing what you what you love yeah um so I found OT from a girl in my sorority and just like fell in love with it oh my
0: god that's yeah and
2: I was like wait you get to help people do this and that and I was super fascinated with neuro Mm -hmm. so that's been my specialty it's been mental health and then neuro so I work with um, mental health patients and then stroke survivors and wait what's neuro mean neuro ner- like neuro neurology S- is
0: that but like so if you study neurology is that like biology
2: brain based okay brain but it's like nerves. the
0: actual physical brain mm-hmm.
2: okay Yep, yeah, brains oh, and nervous system <laughs> nerves yeah it's really intense i still i'm like someone that's like what does the the temporal lobe do and I'm like oh gosh okay
0: don't quiz me (laughs) well it's so interesting because okay for everyone listening she has multiple binders that I've been going through about like and it's a lot of like worksheets and studies and very interesting stuff but there's also so many parts to it because some of it's on mental stuff like how are you feeling others on like physical stuff others on like gut health other you know there's so many different parts to it that you can like try to address with people which obviously everyone has their different reasons for (laughs) being in a bad place yeah so it's very interesting because I feel like mental health is very hard to figure out a lot of the time like the root cause of so many things Mm -hmm. um but yeah going through your worksheets has been really fun for me these binders
2: are (laughs) thick you guys like if you saw them like one of them is four inches the other one's two like they're They're thick. I'm impressed you got through them.
0: Wait, so I want to read out some of the things on the self-care bingo real quick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite game. Because
0: I would love for some of you guys, I I bet they could Google like a self-care bingo worksheet. Um, I actually,
2: I bought it from a a woman on Pinterest that makes it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, because I wanted like a fun interactive way for my patients to think about Mm -hmm. other self-care techniques and positive coping strategies. Yeah.
0: And another thing is like therapy can be so expensive for people. So it's very helpful I feel like to realize oh you can find the kinds of homework that a therapist might give you if you go online and search up like self-help worksheets or like
2: Pinterest
0: coping skills bingo yes Pinterest could be your best friend yeah that's so cool because we get that question a lot and I don't really like know what to say I'm like yeah it fucking sucks that it's so expensive and it's ridiculous yeah (laughs) it is absolutely ridiculous we've got exercise build something blow bubbles, spend time in nature, listen to music, push a wall, count down from 10, <laughs> see your friends, do yoga, write about your feelings. Like it's all so cute. Mm-hmm. And truly like it's not even stuff I've thought about before. But when I'm reading these, I'm like, oh, yeah, after I build something, even though it sucks building something from Ikea, I feel like a little bit accomplished and like mm-hmm. good about myself.
2: Any like activity that just makes you feel like, zen mm-hmm. or in a state of flow. It's mm-hmm. like very cathartic. You just kind of lose yourself in it. Yeah. Is amazing. And then especially like building or doing something where you get like an actual achievement after, just like a form of like it's a confidence boost mm-hmm. to have that physical thing like, "Oh, I accomplished this."
0: Yeah. I think one of the quotes that I read that I really really loved was, "Identify where their needs are and where their needs are unmet." Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that for me when I was in college, was really a starting point like fixing the root problems of my mental health issues I just had never really sat down before and thought like where where am I getting so worked up like what what triggers this or is it not every day triggers and something like deeply ingrained and like really actually taking time to consider that Mm -hmm. and I I know it sounds very simple to say that but I think like For some people, it really isn't. And for most people, it's it's really not. And like realizing what you're missing or like, what is off about your life or whatever I mean because we get put in these systems that are really fast-paced and sometimes we don't feel like we can take a year to like figure it all out like you're working for college all of your schooling and then when you get to college you immediately have chosen your career Mm -hmm. so like I don't know we don't have a lot of time to sit and think what is it that I really want yeah well and self-awareness and having that
2: ability to really analyze yourself and you know focus in on what's going wrong mm-hmm. is hard self-awareness yeah. takes a lot and I highly recommend gap years I think
0: I wish I had done a gap year. I wish it
2: was like a standard thing here because at 18 how are you expected to know what to do with your life
0: is it a standard thing in other places
2: in Europe it's really common oh my
0: god that's so much better that's so much smarter yeah
2: me. Australia it's really common like everyone takes gap years and it's You went from this very structured K through 12. Yeah. When did you get an opportunity to really find yourself and explore yourself and what you're interested in Mm -hmm. and you're passionate about?
0: Well, because they want you to be doing stuff every hour of the day so that you can get into college. Like, even though you are doing sports and fun extracurriculars that are technically, like, exploring your passions, you also kind of have to choose something and stick to it and then try to be the best and, like, fill all of your time with clubs and things like that to look good for colleges. But then a lot of that doesn't actually translate into, what you will be doing with your life like especially if it's a sport or something like that or you know if it's something that you're doing you think you're gonna like but Mm -hmm. you don't get the chance to actually try it until college um, I don't know. I would love to have taken a gap year, but I felt like there was kind of a negative connotation to it. There was like one girl from my high school who took a gap year. And I remember people being like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, why is she doing that? What's she
2: doing with her life? Yeah. Why isn't she going to college? I
0: know. And like, that kind of sucks. It does
2: suck. It's we very n- limiting.
0: We need to um, make it a trick. TikTok trend. <laughs> We need to make it a take TikTok trend. A, take a gap
2: year, guys. Yeah, that gap
0: years are cool now.
2: <laughs> they should be. I I um I saw this like Gary Vee video the other day, and this mom was like, "What do you think about college?" And he's like, "I think it's a waste of money mm-hmm. for a lot of people." I yeah. obviously recognize there's some jobs, doctors, lawyers, you need to go to school, but your kid is going to become so much more well-rounded for going to Europe than three months than mm-hmm. he is in four years of college.
0: And also, like I've tweeted before send me your syllabus I want to (laughs) like read some books that are like a college syllabus and literally just like you can buy a fucking textbook and just read it on your own terms. Yeah, you can. Like, goodwill hunting shit. Like, you truly can, like, learn everything that they teach in a college. Well, not, as you said, not every single career. But, like, a lot of things you can develop for personal skills on your own. Yeah. We just have a messed up system for it.
2: Even if you want to go to college, Mm -hmm. and say you're not pursuing a degree, you just want to, like, test out a couple courses. Yeah. A lot of schools let you audit courses completely free yeah or community college yeah it's there's better there's a lot of options I don't want to say better but there's there's a lot of options
0: yeah I feel like it's more so just like the way other people make us feel if we were to do a gap year community college or like online courses it's like oh then you're not as successful but then it's like four years later that's actually not how it turns out like the person in high school who like (laughs) was doing the best academically or like sports wise doesn't always burn out yeah burnout is real just like do what works for you
2: do what works for you explore if you want to Mm -hmm. but I look at it and I'm like I you know I went to a total of like seven years of school for my doctorate it was a total of seven and it's like what you know now I'm like what if I got to seven years of school and I realized I hated it? Yeah. It's better to figure out when you're 19, 20, take that gap year, figure out what you want to do, then mm-hmm. pay and go through seven years of school and then get through the end of it. And you're like, wait, I actually hate this.
0: Literally my co-host Matt, who bless his heart, he's in Arizona right now. Um, he thought he was going to be a doctor. <laughs> and if anyone is listening... <laughs> Everyone who listens to our podcast right now is like, why did he think this? Because, like, he is very smart, but, like, he would not enjoy all of the years of schooling and like the (laughs) lack of fun he would be allowed to have like if he had pursued that and I remember on my birthday one year he was crying to me because he like didn't get into medical school for the second time or like or he didn't get a high enough score I think to like try to yeah yeah like the MCAT score was very disappointing he was crying and I'm like man I think this is for the best like I I know it's so disappointing but like you I don't see this as your natural fit anyway it's meant to be he just like never really (laughs) took time to think about it he was just like this is what I gotta do
2: it's like an expectation for a lot of people
0: yeah and I also wanted to I don't know why I'm laughing at this I want to know how you feel about like diagnoses because I feel like I have had my opinion on this change a lot I'm like oh it's so great to like you know know that there are people like you but then I also feel like when I was diagnosed with ADHD in high school I sort of started to just be like oh well nothing's gonna work for me like I don't focus and like I don't know there was there was a quote that I wrote down <laughs> from your binder that I think I is think really I know good, what you're gonna say <laughs> but I want to know what you're thinking about that so
2: my program was three years mm-hmm. for the doctorate degree and throughout those three years it was constantly emphasized we don't treat diagnoses. Mm-hmm. We treat the deficits yeah. and we treat
0: the person like symptoms.
2: Yeah. Or just like we meet the person where they're at mm-hmm. because, you know, your diagnosis is important. It might provide us context and background, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's not who you are. Right. So where are you struggling? And like really, um, like what needs to change for you to live a more meaningful, fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. So I like to know diagnoses, but at the end of the day, it like really doesn't, influence me too much because I, yeah. I like to look at the person for who they are and treat them very holistically yeah. and be client-centered and try to address what their concerns are.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really great. The quote that you had is pretty similar to what you just said. A diagnosis is a medical term that characterized an illness slash disorder by signs and symptoms. It's not meant to be a label that identifies the type of person. You may have a diagnosis, but you are not your diagnosis. And I feel like a lot of teenagers or it could be any age I feel like they're very scared to get a diagnosis because they do feel like then it will become their identity Mm -hmm. and I think it's like important to really hammer into people's heads like this is just kind of a step toward understanding like why certain behaviors might exist or like what we could possibly be doing to work on certain things instead of being like Oh, like this is what you are. You're exactly the same as everyone else who has this thing. And like this is now your identity.
2: Like you're shoeboxed in that. That's all you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really tough. I think sometimes a diagnosis or, you know, being diagnosed with like a disability can Mm -hmm. be super, super like depressing. And, you know, it's really traumatic for a lot of people. But I think it's like you kind of said, looking at it like a first step to, okay, this is just something I have to deal with now. Mm -hmm. And now let's find ways that I can adapt Mm -hmm. to be a part of society in the way I want to be. Yeah. Like I want to live my life the way I I want to live it. How can I get there?
0: I love to diagnose my exes. That's Mm -hmm. something that I love doing. I (laughs) (laughs) I love going online and reading the symptoms of like a narcissist and then seeing like, Ooh, like I think I know what's she wrong fits with, with that one. I Do you ever find yourself like diagnosing your friends or like th- not even coming up with a specific label, but like, oh, that's a symptom of this. Yes. or that's a symptom of that. Well, and
2: my podcast is, it's all about people, life yeah. situations, relationships. And a lot of mm. the stories we cover are people asking, am I the asshole or not? Yeah. Typically they're the asshole. <laughs> and a lot of times, and this is me just like, having general observations, not diagnosing. But, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm like, oh, my God, this person lacks Mm self-awareness. They have some narcissistic traits.
0: I feel like that would be... I don't want to like harp on narcissism, but I feel like if you're asking, am I the asshole? A lot of the time it's because other people keep telling you that, but you don't believe it and you're desperate for like other people to prove yeah. what you believe right. You want so- your opinion validated. <laughs> yeah, but like you are not going to get it on Reddit. Y- yeah. Like
2: people are going to come for you. Yeah,
0: cuz the people in your life are like, dude, like you no, know, you're
2: <laughs> Yeah, if those closest to you are like, D- you have an issue, like you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're probably an asshole. Your f- your best friends aren't going to lie to you.
0: Right. And you're trying to find like people on reddit to be your salvation and agree with you you're like no there's people like me on there maybe like they'll finally tell me i'm great
2: (laughs) yeah there's a there's a thread literally called raised by narcissists and it's people talking about their narcissistic parents and oh my god they might fit in on those
0: forums but like (sighs) that stresses me out (laughs) so much i feel like a lot of people struggle with like discovering a friend or like a significant other has narcissistic traits or is a narcissist and that's like honestly one of the things in this life that I really don't have answers for because I feel like I don't know it would take a very specific person to be able to be with someone like that and I don't know who it is someone who's very passive
2: Mm -hmm. and likes to just go with the flow yeah and is okay not being right yeah ever true (laughs) I do think like there's someone for everyone and um I know you wanted to bring up the John Gottman book oh my like, gosh yes what makes love last
0: and so you know just this talking, is <laughs> this is a book that we both have started yes but we have not finished, not finished it but like at the same time it's kind of it's based on like a paper and a study that 40 can, years yeah of
2: him studying people in a love lab
0: it's so wild I I first saw it from it's a incredible. Did you first see it from a TikTok?
2: TikTok. Okay. TikTok. TikTok like gives me my greatest ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like just based on him and he's like, no, no relationship is perfect. Communication, Mm -hmm. like communication takes a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's someone for everyone. So, if you're having issues, maybe you're just not with the right person, but, like,
0: there is someone for you. Yeah, let's talk about the four horsemen. Um, So, what we're referring to right now is the four horsemen of relationships, which means, like, the four ways that this doctor could predict that a couple was going to break up. I think... Ninety percent within four years or something like that. Yeah, Correct it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it
2: was ninety percent within four years, and then I've seen another quote that said ninety five percent accurate. Yeah, within like fifteen years and or he something. Could,
0: yeah, he could tell if the relationship was going to last based on the way they argued with each other, and there were like four main things that he looked for. I think they were contempt stonewalling mm-hmm. um defensiveness and should i google
2: oh my god i have the book right here too
0: oh okay. criticism contempt defensiveness and stonewalling. yes C- oh okay. contempt i think is the one we miss yeah so criticism just to clarify doesn't mean like you never say there's an issue with them or the relationship but it's like instead of saying you're so lazy you say like It would be great if you took out the trash once in a while. Like, it's it's not criticizing the person, but Mm -hmm. instead being like, these are the actions that would be better for our relationship or just like in general that I would appreciate. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: then defensiveness isn't like defending yourself. It's more so like, mm, not projecting, but like when someone's trying to talk to you. Really like brushing
2: off the problem and spinning it on the other person.
0: And it's also like, you're not listening to hear you're just listening to fight back. So you're just kind of like avoiding actually hearing the issues that they might be having Mm -hmm. Um, stonewalling, Sometimes I don't know if people know words because I'm like so used to this lingo, but stonewalling is when someone like completely shuts you shuts out. Shuts down. So, like, if you, I had this in my last relationship silent treatment, it was ghosting. so fucking awful. Yeah. So, like, you get into an argument and then they just completely cut off communication from you. So this you was can't my ex to a T. Anything from them. And I think that's the worst one.
2: It is. I think it's the most like detrimental. And, at least for me it was like the most psychologically
0: yeah like it was traumatizing because you're it was. like you have no access to this person you have so many questions literally my friend had <laughs> get me I can't say this on the
1: podcast
0: (laughs) my friend had to deliver something to me to make me stop having a panic attack because I was freaking out so much yeah and I was like telling him this and he was like I told you I needed time that's all he said and I was like I'm literally Um, about to have a like actual I'm dying here the
2: least you could do is give me a response yeah and if you need time to think and compress like decompress Mm -hmm. that's totally fine but just say that
0: then yeah just and, express that and the last one contempt that kind of means like very when you get into a fight they're not responding with kindness they're like mocking you or like making fun of you belittling mm-hmm. you like just saying hurtful it's things. very cruel yeah so these are all things that like you know you probably identify with one of these if you're listening in like one of your relationships or something like that but when you know those things are really, really unhealthy for relationships and can really cause issues, I feel like it actually becomes kind of easy to avoid those things. It does. Like when you are when you think to yourself, oh, like the really harmful behaviors I could exhibit right now in this argument is like brushing off their words. So I need to step back and like actually be listening and trying to hear things from their point of view or ignoring them. Like it's easy to not ignore someone um, being mean to them.
2: Or just completely shutting down. Yeah. And I'm I'm a very introverted person. I think when me and my partner fight, he tends to be very defensive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm not trying to attack you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be defensive about this. I'm just trying to articulate how I feel. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I am kind of sometimes a stonewaller. I just like... I need mm-hmm. to be quiet I need to like process things
0: do you have anxiety
2: I do have anxiety
0: because stonewalling <laughs> is a big thing for people with anxiety because of the flight or f- fight or flight response yes
2: our vagus nerve is activated mm-hmm. we don't know what to do our nervous system is overwhelmed so all we can do in that moment is kind of shut down
0: yeah and I I mean it's hard I it's hard because that is such a destructive behavior but it's also like if you know that your partner struggles with anxiety and they stonewall you like it's probably because they've just completely shut down but at the same time like having an open communicative Mm -hmm. like discussion of being like when that happens I need you to say like I don't hate you like I still love you but right now like I'm shutting down, and I just need to be alone. Just like anything that clarifies pre-shutdown or pre-stonewalling, like what is taking place, and like what specifically you need, just so they're not like freaking out with questions. I think that that's the worst part of it.
2: It is. It's it's the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's the unknown. Like my ex, I literally had a long distance relationship for three years and he was in Canada. Oh
0: my God. And he would go and were here. In and I was in,
2: I was in Minnesota at the time.
0: Oh, right. Minnesota. Yeah. So cool. Where you're fake from. <laughs> I love Minnesota. <laughs>
2: and he would literally ignore me for weeks on end. And I'm what? like, I'm like, okay, I would like, I literally have screenshots and I'm like, Are we broken up? Like, is this your way of breaking up with me? It's been a couple weeks now. Mm -hmm. And he sent me like finally a breakup message. (gasps) And I, I just never responded to it. I was like, you don't deserve my time.
0: Wait, that's so similar. That's so funny. My last relationship, like the most recent one, ended because, well, we got into a very ridiculous fight um and he got really mean and I kept being like I don't want to be having the discussion like this can I call you like we're clearly misunderstanding each other I literally so many times tried to diffuse it tried to make it on the same page yeah and then the next morning he texted me being like I'm sorry blah 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 and I was like honestly like I don't know if I can do this anymore if this is how you communicate like we need to talk about this and instead of talking to me about it he then <laughs> ignored me for like four or five days yes this is my ex-boyfriend yeah and I, by the end of it I was like I'm so damaged from the way that you just treated me like I can't continue with this I was on a
2: flight I had just gone a spring break with my friends in Florida mm-hmm. and I had a flight from Florida to Canada and I was at the airport texting him hey are you picking me up what the fuck? No response. I get on the plane. I'm like, I-, I don't know what to do at this point. Like, I'm committed. I'm at the airport.
0: Like, where he? you were going to see him? Yes.
2: Fly to Canada. No response. I sit at the airport for five hours. And I finally, like, started texting one of my friends that played professional hockey up there. And I was like, hey... My boyfriend's like, I think he might be dead. What the fuck? Like, can you come get me? And he was about to come get me when all of a sudden he walks in the (gasps) airport door. And I'm like,
0: what is wrong with this man? I'm like, are
2: you like, what if I wasn't on the plane? Like, what if I left? Yeah. Are you serious?
0: That's insane. It was, he was such a
2: stonewaller and just like expected me to just bounce back.
0: But there is there is an upside if you're listening to this. I think we're both getting so like, I know, emotional. we're getting really dark. My eyes got teary when I was talking about that. I was like, it hurts so bad. But like, <laughs> you and I are doing very well now. We are. If anyone out there needs some hope, like if you're in a relationship like that and I'm single and you're in a great relationship and we're both happy. So, yes. you know, <laughs> you don't Good need ones
2: someone. are out there. I met my current partner off Hinge. Yeah. He's a godsend. He's like the sweetest human, I He would never do this to me ever. That's so nice. So there are good ones out there.
0: That's happened to so many of my friends recently, where I feel like they always describe it as like, I just never met a man who was this like nice. Nice. And I'm like, I didn't believe it. Amazing. I was
2: like, I was like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Like, when am I going to see the crazy side? And Mm -hmm. two and a half years in, and we're still doing okay. So.
0: Oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah. Does he like your podcast? I know he comes on it sometimes.
2: He loves it. He's very very supportive he's but- actually like kind of
0: the main reason I probably like finally took the leap and did it yeah you were telling me about that yeah which is so nice because we talked Matt and I talked about like attachment styles you know what like two months back and basically just like how having a secure base can truly make you feel like you can do so much more and it's like having an unhealthy relationship is like the worst case scenario being alone you can do stuff and then having like a very healthy supportive base is like the best case scenario and that doesn't always have to be romantic
2: yeah Um, just friendship even
0: yeah, but that's so great that you have a relationship like that. Do you fight healthy?
2: <laughs> we do. We we don't have big blow-ups. Like, mm-hmm. we've never had a screaming match. Yeah. Like, you know, we've come to terms with, like, he's defensive, I'm a stonewaller. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of helped. And I think to kind of bring this full circle when I was prepping for this episode, I was looking up like dating, relationships, mental health, like recent studies. Mm-hmm. And if you've been in a volatile relationship, like the one we've been in, yeah. you are so, so, so likely to develop anxiety and depression. Yeah. And so just knowing that and then going into my new relationship, knowing like, hey, I have an- anxiety, being mm-hmm. upfront with it, it also helps that secure attachment and then form like this solid base, good yeah. partner, good relationship.
0: Well, and especially like, a relationship is never going to start with good fights, good communications. No. Like, you got to test the waters. Yeah. There are growing pains and everyone 100%. has like either... Not P- not always PTSD, but like they have past bad relationship experiences that like they react maybe unusually to you. Your triggers, of it. they're yeah. triggers. At the so end of the day, I don't want to like say, oh, these are like not good behaviors, and for people to think, oh, if someone's exhibiting that, like immediately avoid. It's important to just identify those mm-hmm. and have a conversation about it when you're not mad anymore, and be like, okay, so I noticed that like you're an anxious person, and so like when we're in an argument, I need to think. Hey, he's probably in his head more scared about XYZ and I need to be more mindful of that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like figuring out how to communicate with each other and then you get to like a beautiful place. You just have to like communicate and be open about it and really think about if your behaviors are detrimental to the overall longevity, health of your your love, your little cute flame, your yes. flower. <laughs> so on the flip side, yeah.
2: You're very open with your mental health. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. I'm sure not everyone that's listening might be. Yeah. Do you feel it's more beneficial? Because I have my opinion on this. Beneficial to be open about your mental health? Yes. So when you have a first date, do you disclose it the first date? Or when do you open up with a partner and really dive in?
0: I feel like lately when I've been like talking to people, I'm like, I'm recently out of my depression era. Like (laughs) I'm doing well. Like in the past I wasn't great. I don't love like talking about my previous relationships with new potential... And you don't have to. ...romantic flames yeah. for a while. And I think that, like, a lot of my issues don't really come up until I do talk about past relationships. Um, but they they can also literally just listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I am very open. I, I don't know. I also am kind of a prior, and I try to, like, figure out other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not... It's more from a place of, like, every like we were saying everyone has their own triggers and everyone else has like things that are really important to them it's like figuring out someone's love language it's like all these parts of getting to know someone Mm -hmm. that I do feel are important but what do you think
2: I think it obviously it's what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. but I look at it as the sooner the better yeah because it's like if you you know start falling for someone who then you tell hey I have anxiety I Mm -hmm. have depression and they're like ooh, I'm out I can't handle that it's like right you first of all They don't deserve you. Mm -hmm. And second of all, why waste your time?
0: And you might be able to kind of like get rid of some early misunderstandings. Your communication might be easier. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time when you do have a fight with someone, you're like, I just like don't understand why they reacted like this. or I don't understand why they did this thing. Like if you were more upfront about like these issues that you have, I think then they would be like, oh, that was why. Yeah. it would be easier to click early on.
2: Yeah, it's not this, like, spider web of, like, oh, it could be this. It could be this. It's, like, okay, they just have anxiety. They need a little bit yeah. more time to, like, rationalize things. Yeah,
0: and it really is so much more normal now to, like, talk about these things. I know when I was diagnosed with, like, depression in high school, I was, like, I'm not depressed. Like, that's not true. And, like, I didn't accept it until there. multiple people had told me. <laughs> That I was depressed, but I feel like now if you were to tell someone that you were depressed, it would not be received the same way it was like five years ago. So I think it's a lot easier now, and I totally understand that it's not easy for everyone to talk about those things. Yeah,
2: it can be a tough conversation. But the
0: best like relationships are when you can fully be yourself with someone and they're not trying to change you and they just enhance you. And I do think that that's like a necessary part of getting to that place is having those conversations.
2: Yeah, you have to be very open and Mm -hmm. otherwise like you said how can you really know the person you're with otherwise
0: we have a fun little (laughs) treat at the end here speaking of um unhealthy relationships i'm so bad at segues girl i
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay we're all over the place so
0: on two hot takes you go over wonderful Reddit submissions from the Am I the Asshole forum, which is very similar to she Rates Dog submissions, except it's like, look at this asshole, generally yes. speaking. And I want to give our listeners a little taste of what your podcast is about. Okay. It's so good. You are so incredible. And you <laughs> you um, you kind of like rotate your hosts. I do. And you've always got two hot takes. So yes. I'm, I'm ready to give you my hot take on your... On are your, you? Are the B-asshole. <laughs> Reddit post.
2: I think you're going to crush it.
0: Okay. So what's the name of this one?
2: Throwaway account because friends are on here. <laughs> Me, 23 male, and my brother's 26 male wife, 23 female, have known each other long before they started dating. We met in freshman year of college and almost immediately became friends with benefits. This went on for about three years. Maybe every other day.
0: What? That's this a long like time. This is It's
2: a long time to be friends with They benefits. were like
0: dating. <laughs>
2: every other day.
0: That's a relationship, That's a messy. relationship.
2: <laughs> we weren't compatible at all. So we never dated. Just sex. During that time, both of us have gone in relationships, but nothing serious. So we didn't stop. Oh my God. Three years ago... The two of them met at a party I hosted and they hit it off. Fast forward a year and they're married. (laughs) His brother. This is so
0: fast. (laughs) Okay.
2: During that time they were dating. We didn't have sex at all out of respect for my brother.
0: Really? Thank you for mentioning that because that would have been like, no, like (laughs) what what the fuck? Why was that even a question? Out
2: of respect for my brother. Like if it would have been anyone else, they still would have continued.
0: Oh, my God. They clearly couldn't stop having sex.
2: (laughs) They're like little rabbits. Okay. A couple of days ago, they got drunk. Her way more than him. And she mentioned it. He was absolutely furious. He called me to confront me about it. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And since it was before they started dating, none of his business. (laughs) None of his business. (laughs) That's his um, wife. Right. basically his business Mm -hmm. he started screaming at me packed his bags and went to stay with a friend I didn't know he would be so mad about it and he hasn't been answering any of our calls or texts so am I the asshole
0: okay this is so (laughs) wild I I'm trying to think of who I feel like the responsibility to tell the brother was the most like whether it was the girlfriend or the brother brother. because like they're both they both would have to... Like, in my opinion, both of those people would tell him. Yeah. Like, the first day. And then he would have all of the information and, like, be able to choose going forward if this relationship, like, made him feel weird or not.
2: Yeah. It's a little incestuous. Yeah. Well, and as the girl, I can't imagine... Like, I dated a twin. Yeah. And he he was just, like, kind of crazy. But his twin brother... Has been still DMing me to this day. This was an ex from like easily seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. And his his twin brother messages me. Hey, how are you? You look so hot. That is so When are you weird. coming back to Minnesota? Let's hang out. Knowing I have a boyfriend. I wonder that's
0: like a kink.
2: I think it is. <laughs> it's got to be. But I'm like, do you think I would even touch you? Like you're my ex's twin brother
0: yeah that's crazy to me You're I just, identical i just can't imagine as like the girlfriend and now wife like never mentioning that and like i get that i feel like it's one of those situations where the longer you wait the harder it is yeah. to tell them oh, but also for like sure. i think for the brother he would have had to have been like less emotionally invested in like the stress of it than the girlfriend just be like hey dude like i don't know i remember my friend was like, oh, I kind of, like, want to talk to this guy. I kind of have a crush on him. And immediately I was like, okay, just so you know, like, he has DM'd me before and said some things. (laughs) And, like, it's, like, a weird thing to, like, tell someone. It's a weird position to be in. Yeah, but I feel like you have to give someone all of the information day one because, like, if they had fallen in love or, like, if she had started seeing him and then, like... And, like, that wouldn't be a reason for him her to not talk to him, I guess. But, like, at the same time, it's embarrassing for someone to, like kind of devote themselves and like be out of the loop on this secret that the other people know. That's
2: the thing. It's like out of the loop in the dark. No one wants to be in the dark. Yeah. Like give everyone all the information and let them decide.
0: Yeah. And then maybe he would have been okay with it or maybe he wouldn't have been. But oh my god. Let that be his decision. I don't know who. I guess they're both assholes. Yeah. Yeah. They're both assholes.
2: I think there's a little more loyalty on the brother's part. Like that's your brother. That's your family, your blood. Like you grew up with him. Mm -hmm. But like the girl, I'm like,
0: I feel like when he (sighs) proposed, at least she should have been like, okay, I just so you know something. Or even when he asked her to be his girlfriend, yeah. Like,
2: (laughs) so the top comment on this too, you're the asshole. Your brother dot 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 started dating a girl you boinked multiple times. Then he got engaged and you didn't tell him. Then he got married, and you still didn't tell him? Oh, my God. You and your wife are both the asshole. This person, You and his wife? Yeah, this person messed up, but, like, you and his wife.
0: Yeah, no, they are the asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so wild. How many do you, like, read per episode? Uh,
2: As many as I can get through. We typically sit down and record for, like, two hours. Oh, my God. And then I cut the ones that are, like...
0: That end up not being as much to talk about. Yeah,
2: or just, like, maybe they're too inappropriate to, like, (laughs) make it on... Spotify and then those ones go on the Patreon
0: oh my god because there's some
2: that get really dark
0: I also forgot that like they had sex consistently for so long three years like, I, I was, I, <laughs> I was every other day of It is like maybe a one-time thing and that would still be awful
2: <laughs> sporadically like I've had friends with benefits where it was like a once a month hookup mm-hmm. that I'm like I didn't really disclose that to my current boyfriend because I'm still friends with him yeah it came up like a year down the road and he, Justin was like I kind of would have liked to know that just because Like, in case we saw him.
0: Yeah, but that's still less. But I'm like, it
2: wasn't consistent. We were friends for way before we, like, accidentally had sex. Like, it's just, (laughs) it it wasn't, like, a thing. I don't know. And I'm just like, I was like, it was, I just, I don't know.
0: Some things are just easier to not share. But then, like, the longer it goes, like, it's almost like telling them day one it wouldn't have been a big deal but it also didn't feel like it was necessary for you to tell them because it's like oh they just had a convo like I don't need to tell them but then it's like dude I'm really serious about this girl and then you're like oh shit like now do I tell you but now it's harder to tell you but now there's more of an urgency as well yeah
2: well and it's like If one of my friends, like, was interested in my friend, like, my past friends with Benefit, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. He's a great guy, but just so you know. I
0: cannot imagine dating someone that my (laughs) sister, I mean, there's also, like, an eight-year difference between my sister and I, but at the same time, like, that is fucking wild to consider that.
2: And that's the thing. Like, friends, it's one thing, but Mm -hmm. your brother? Yeah. And three years, every other day...
0: People are, having, sex. people are having some wild lives out there. Like they're living some crazy lifetime movie real shit out there. The
2: posts that come up on Reddit, the number of times I've read stories so far about I'm mm-hmm. dating my sister's ex-husband. I'm marrying my sister's ex-husband. <laughs> Multiple stories. <laughs> Mom's writing in, am I the asshole we- for going to my daughter's wedding? She's marrying my other daughter's ex-husband. Ooh.
0: There was one that I listened to from you that was like her, she had a fiance, but then her mom secretly married her fiance's dad. Yes. So now her technic her fiance was technically your step-brother, stepbrother and she wasn't supposed to marry, like her mom didn't want her to marry him anymore. Yeah, her oh mom was like, you
2: guys can't get married now. Fucking wild. I would cut off the mom, but yes. like someone in one of the comments, someone was like, depending on what state they live in, it could be illegal for them to get married
0: now. That's so messed up. My mom would never do anything, even like 1% as atrocious as that to no. me. She would never. No, she would never do anything that would even moderately inconvenience me. I cannot imagine. No,
2: my mom is like my <laughs> biggest little cheerleader. Well, <laughs> She still calls my dentist for me.
0: Oh my God, I need that. I actually, I had my mom. This is, I love our <laughs> tangents, by the way, but I literally had my mom like help me, walk me through scheduling an eye doctor appointment. I'm 24 years old, but. I'm 27.
2: <laughs> it sadly doesn't get better with age
0: it's fine that's on anxiety <laughs> it's been so amazing having you on the podcast thank you for having me I feel me. like we started a bunch of conversations that I'm like oh my god we need to get more into so many different things yes but we need to have you back
2: I would love to be back um here's one quick note because okay. you did ask me how do you find a good therapist oh yeah and just because we did start off on mental health yes. I want to make sure everyone's covered bring it if all they back. need it bring
0: it all back full
2: circle here mm-hmm. ZocDoc is an amazing app Type in what your needs are, anxiety, therapy, Mm -hmm. whatever. It'll literally find someone in your area. You can put in your insurance. Mm -hmm. That's also great. Also reached out to my friend Lauren, who's been going through different therapists, which highly recommend doctor shop, you guys. Yeah. If you don't like your therapist, go to the next one. But psychology today has a similar thing. Type in what you want, your area, your insurance, or if you're paying out of pocket Mm -hmm. and you can actually read reviews and get a free 30-minute consultation
0: oh that's so cool yeah and there's also some things like now that there are apps i know if you can like recommend other people you might get a couple free weeks yeah or pinterest i think that that is one of my favorite tips from you so ever. many like that you so can so many great resources those self-help workbooks
2: yeah and just like the key phrases like positive coping strategies mental mm-hmm. health um, just things like that. Journaling,
0: meditating, all of those Everything. Good things.
2: Meditation is absolutely magical. Like
0: Or listen to a therapist podcast, like Two Hot Takes. And with that in mind, <laughs> plug your socials, bestie. <laughs> Two
2: hot takes on everything. Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. and YouTube. And then if. would your
0: personal handle be in the bio of that? Yes,
2: it's in the bio. Okay,
0: amazing. Well, yes. so much fun having you on. Thank you for so having me. Fun. Okay, guys, Matt is about to magically reappear, and we will do our little outro. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God. Guys, I have something to tell you. Matt is back. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, if you guys want to follow us on social media, our Twitter is Dogs Pod,
1: As well as our Instagram.
0: Yeah, and our personal handles are in the bios. If
1: you want to email us with anything, our email is SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com.
0: That's SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com.
1: Perfect. Oh And then if you want to call us, leave us a little voicemail. Talk some Mm -hmm. shit to us. Tell Mm -hmm. us what your ex did. Yeah. Our number is 929-274-3261. And
0: as always, you can give us a little um, submission about something you want to tell your partner, but you're scared to tell them. We'll tell you if you should or not. And if you think something might be a red flag or self-sabotage, always send those in. Um, Also, give us five stars. Yes.
1: Bye. Bye.